Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things service now. Let's talk about the now, right now. Welcome to another episode of Glide Chat. My name is Michael Lombardo. Today I'm sitting with Adam Mason, VP of Strategy at Glidefast. Adam, how are you? Doing great, Mike. How are you? Man, we go way back, huh? Way, way back. Way, way back. Like People, a Acela back. They don't know. A what? Acela back. All what? the way on the Acela, baby. Oh, the Acela. That's the train, the Amtrak train from Boston, New York. Man, we were like traveling every week to New yes. York. Yes, kings of New York. Kings of New York. We really took over. We really took that over. So Adam and I, for those who don't know, Adam and I used to work together, another partner, and this partner would just, just getting going. We were like probably like employee number seven or eight. Something like that. <laughs> and we did like the first implementation together, which I always tell people about that implementation when I talk about it. It's like looking back on it, we should have had, it was just me and you. Mm-hmm. So developer, junior developer, <laughs> and Bad project manager. <laughs> you weren't the best junior, project. Junior architect. Junior. I was, I was good BPC, but I, was, yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, project, project management. I mean, it's it's tough. But um, yeah, it was just us two. But looking back, like we we could have had like an architect, a developer, a BPC, an engagement manager, and you and I just did it ourselves. That's right. We just did it. We just walked in like third largest hospital in the world by the or probably the world, but the country for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was super successful. And I remember, you remember the go live? I do remember had, the go live. That was a good time. Yeah, a lot of bl- balloons. We had those balloons. And remember how uneventful it was? It was. They were they were ready for everything to just burn down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then nothing. What was the only problem they had? Wait a minute, the emails were like, no, too many phone numbers or something like that, nope. right? Remedy went down. Oh, so, Remedy went down. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were doing side by side. Yep. They were doing side by side. They did, you know, they were like, all right, for the first week, we'll, we'll do, we'll close out all the Remedy tickets and, and we'll open new ones in service now. And uh, yeah, the most exciting thing, they were like, nothing's happening. We're like, yeah, that's, a, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, we're just operating, yep. you know, we're in just going to do now. it. It's going to use it. Yeah. That was, that was a fun, that was a fun, uh, we had a good prank. We had a good prank with that. What did we do with that? Uh, we, we called one of our, our, our colleagues that was at a, giving a presentation and we said the system was down. No. Yeah. And remember we had, we had, uh, the customer actually call and say, I don't know what's going on, No, but it's not working. No. Who did and, they call? Who was it? You know who? No, I don't know the who. The big H. The big H. Hooper. Hooper. Oh my God. Hooper. <laughs> Shout out Hooper. Yeah. Hooper's a, a Hooper's a good dude. Yeah, that's right. We called the sales rep, and we were like, yeah, it's not working. You guys screwed up. Yeah, but, man, I learned so much on that implementation because we both had came from the customer side, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Were you a help desk manager? Yeah, I was. Yeah, so you were a help desk manager. I was a help desk, like, team lead, doer guy, and I did a ServiceNow implementation. You did a ServiceNow implementation, and, like, that was our first consulting gig, and we were just kind of learning on the job. But um, that was just so much fun. I mean – Another thing is like how much travel we did there. Like we, we were there a lot. We were there a lot. Like no, we don't do that anymore. Like I don't know why. Was it just because it was? Well, I mean, I know I, we're in COVID, post COVID now. Yeah, but, but I, I think some different. of it was you know we were really trying to build a strong relationship with the yeah, client. Yeah, and they, you know, some clients don't like to do things unless you're actually there with them to do it. And yeah, we had a ton of workshops. I don't know if you remember that, but we were like, I think we had to like schedule like 15 workshops all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, that took up a lot of time. So we were down there a lot, but yeah. it was it was good. You know, we got all the feedback, and we really built something that was honestly pretty cool. It was still, cool. Still kicking. It's doing great. Yep. You know, I actually so. have a video. We made a video for the Innovation of the Year Award. Do they still do that at ServiceNow Knowledge? They, Innovation they of the they Year? They do similar things. A yeah. lot of them. Yeah. But we put together a little video just on some of the stuff we we solutions we put together for you know i i healthcare is like my passion i love mm-hmm. uh supporting doctors and nurses and and using service now getting more and more into the business was like something i always wanted to do and and they they took some steps in that direction and um now they're a glidefast customer yeah legally we didn't break any contracts or anything <laughs> but yeah so so uh so you've joined glidefast your vp of strategy and you know what? What are some of the reasons why you're excited to join Glidefast? The the quickest thing is it felt like unfinished business. Yeah, with you and I in a lot yeah, of ways. It did, you know, right? Yeah. Like I, I am so grateful for the path that I was on, and I'm yeah. also I was so jazzed <clears throat> to see what you guys were doing and and how well everybody was doing. It's like I never felt bad about anything like that. Yeah, it was just great. So it was, it it was positive. Like, it was felt like some unfinished business, right? It did. Yeah, that's how I felt too. And it was always like a a friendly com- competition. Like it was yep. never like dirty tricks. It, no, was, it, no, no. it was in like we we were a big part of building that company. You know, I was there two years, another mm-hmm. partner, and you know, it was something special, right? Like we had great talent, best talent in the industry. And like you know, when I started Glidefast, that's so much of who we are is from what that company was and you know so and is a lot of the same vision right you gotta give it's a, like a fulfillment of the vision you gotta give a shout out to sven, sven I, don't you, I don't know if you remember what you used to always say it's like you just have to hire quality people yeah oh yeah you know he I got think, me there yeah he used to reason i wasn't even sure if it was a real it wasn't a real company <laughs> really <laughs> it was like i was like is this a real company here like it was one press release that was like yeah. we're gonna hire a bunch of people but yeah, Sven was a great leader. But yeah, like that's how I feel about like Glidefast was like it's a fulfillment of that vision of truly just dominating the space. Like that's always been our mission. We always wanted to just dominate the space and be the number one. Starting Glidefast was like I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. You know, not that I always like wanted to be a leader, but like I just felt like I have everyone's best interest at heart and in mind. And like everyone's in a better place if I'm kind of steering the ship a little bit, you know, and uh, so much of our success is just, we just have such great dedicated talent, you know? Yeah. You got great people over here. I- I'm really excited to keep meeting more and more of them as I'm here. So you and I would always talk about the service now space. We'd always like mm-hmm. make wild predictions of where it's the space is going to be. Where are you seeing the market go now and like maybe how it's evolved over the years. And is it, are we really, are we going to get service now in the revenue generating space? Cause we always used to talk about that. Like we wanted to support businesses revenue yeah. and how they make money. Yeah. I guess what, what do you see the market at these days? I see the industry plays really yeah. coming in there. And as those become uh, more real yeah, for more of the areas, I think yeah. that's, I think that's where the revenue turns on. But I also think that, they they've really done a, a good job in some of the other areas, especially the employee workflow space. Yeah, there are some huge gaps there that almost every company needs to fill. I know, and so I think that's been just a really big thing for them. Do you think the better together story will last forever? Well, there's always going to be another 
together to be with. Yeah. You know, the togethers that they're with today may not be there tomorrow. Right. So, so I would just always fall back on what we've always fallen back on, which is, Hey, it's easy to integrate with. It just works. Yeah. Database doesn't break. You're not going to have problems. You can build whatever you want. It's like, it doesn't have to be, who doesn't want to work with that. Yeah. And like, I think McDermott would always say, or, you know, some things he said was like other, other platforms don't have to lose for us to win. But it's like, how long until we don't need Workday until an ERP? And I remember you used to say that, like the one huge play for ServiceNow or open, you know, open space is is ERP. You know, and it's like, how long until and and the big S right Salesforce right? Yeah. How long till they? I think it's like going to be they need to right? Like when they've dominated this market, what they have today. And they're running out of runway. It's like, all right, we got to go after CRM business. They could. The other thing I look at is, I mean, I know you and I both know that they're investing in this, but the RPA yeah, positioning RPA is, big. Is, is big because, like, what what does ServiceNow do better than anybody else? It's workflow. So, how do you make workflows better? Do you have them work with fewer people having to yeah. do things in the workflow? Right. Yeah. So, I, I think that there's there's still a lot of ramp there for them to to really transform things. Yeah. With, with the automation. Uh, and they've always been pretty good at that because of the integration piece. But I think that can just go on steroids in the next couple of years. Is it ever going to be no code? <laughs> is it ever going to be no code? Come on. It is. It's no code today. No, yeah, no code, no code. It's such a buzzword. <laughs> no, but I, I think it can be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is, if there's customers listening to this, right? There's, there's people that are scared out there, right? Yeah. That, that are like, okay, we've got this. We've invested in this. But now I've got to do all these things. Like, yeah, you need a glide fast because there's definitely things you want to get right from the yeah. go. And you may need extra hands because there's a, a lot less talent out there yeah. uh, to pick off as, as a customer. But at the same time, you know, making some of the micro changes and doing some of the things to, to build out, especially in industry like we were talking about earlier, I think there's just a wealth of opportunity there where people can do little things yeah. to get off paper, to get off spreadsheets, to get out of access, to get out of other crappy databases and really do real work together for the first time. Yeah. It's like, it's never going to, you, you know, you don't just buy, I don't know, you don't buy the best thing in the world without some cost associated with that. Mm-hmm. But obviously the value you get out of it outweighs every, everything. Right. But it's, is it ever just going to be able to just plug in, turn on and use as is? No, like you need expertise to set it up. And I always say, you know, everyone always do the customization versus configuration. Mm-hmm. My, and I never said this to you. I kind of came over this last couple of years, personalization. So we're personalizing mm-hmm. your environment. We're not customizing it, which is a big four letter word now. And it's not necessarily just a configuration. Like, and I think the best way to do is stay away from those two words and just, we're personalizing it. And it's about following best practices, following a best solution model. And most importantly, my team always tells me is avoiding the bad practices yes. because we know there's 10 different ways to, to, to complete every requirement that a customer has. Right. But there's one best way. Most important, it's avoiding the bad ways, you know? Yeah. I, I like what you're saying with, with <laughs> personalization. That's a nice touch. Yeah. And that what's funny is, you know, they, they had this big push the last three years for, you know, you heard all the customers like, we want to go back to out of box, especially yeah. the customers have been doing it for years. Yeah. And, but there is no real out of the box, whether you're new or the yeah. older, because so your process isn't out of the box. Your process is specific to what 
you're doing. Exactly. So I think you're 100% there with the personalization angle. And I hate it because it's like it's so confusing to a non-technical person that doesn't understand it like a CIO. Like mm-hmm. use it out of the box or don't customize. It's confusing, you know? And I think ServiceNow, like as a community, we got to figure out how to communicate that better and say, listen, it's – yes – there's pre-built applications, but they need to be personalized to your to the way you do business. We need to build those workflows. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of out-of-the-box things we can leverage, but and you need to make sure you have the experts touching your platform because you know it was like the wild, wild west in the early days. When did you start in ServiceNow? Uh, 2011. Wow. Yeah, I think I, was, I think I was right around there, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it was a wild west. Like some of the, even the things I did, was like embarrassing to look back on. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, why would you do? We got rid of the the checkout cart, but that's one thing. Even it took me a while to realize, like, okay, there's a difference between a product catalog, which which is going to need a cart, mm-hmm. like Amazon. When you go add products to your cart, you go check it out, right? That makes sense. But then there's the service catalog, which is I'm filling out a form. For a service, like it's like a record producer, click submit and it's, it goes. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's just awesome to see how much service now has evolved. And I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm kind of separated from the technical solutions. Like I, I used to be embedded in it, and I used to love building stuff. But but sometimes when I just see some of the architects like diving into it, I'm like, damn, well, that that has that now, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's you can get lost in the platform so yeah. quickly these days, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's just the speed that ServiceNow is moving and it's great. It's great to see all the different spaces, see what they're doing and all the new products and all the new angles. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good ride. Yeah. It's a great ride. All right. Well, I think that was a great episode. Thanks for joining me, Adam, and welcome Thanks, to ViFast. Love it. Thank you. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at GlideFast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.